All right, when I graduated college, I did what every hippie liberal environmentalist uh, does when they graduate college and their goal is to go save the world. I joined the Peace Corps. And, <laughs> exactly, right? And because I'd studied just a tiny bit of French in college, they decided to send me to Africa, which was perfect, because that's what you dream about in Peace Corps. It's like, Peace Corps should be go to a little mud hut in the middle of Africa. I was like, yes, this is what I'm signed up to do to go save the world. And they had a saying in, in Peace Corps that if you went to South America in Peace Corps, you came back more political. And if you went to Asia, you came back more spiritual. And if you went to Africa, you came back laughing. Well, that's convenient because I love to laugh. I was like, this is great. I'm going to the right place. <laughs> Little did I know that the joke was going to be on me most of the time for two years. And really my job in saving the world was going to be to give this small village in Africa something to laugh at for two years. But I digress. <laughs> so fast forward, I'm in Peace Corps training and I land over there in Niamey, Niger, West Africa, or Niger as Americans like to pronounce it. Poorest country on the planet, least literate, highest infant mortality, right? Like the... Worst of the worst in American standards, right? And I'm like, great, this is exactly where I need to go. And I get there, and I'm ready, and they're like, we're sending you to a village that's never, ever seen a white person before. And um, they actually don't speak French. They speak Hausa. And I was like, Hausa? What's that? They're like, oh, no, it's okay. Like, every African language, like, we'll train you for three months here, and we're going to teach you the greetings. And if you know the greetings you can get by for months. And I was like, oh, okay. And they're like, no, really, you like, people spend like a half hour greeting each other. It's not just like, hi, how are you? I'm fine. It's like, hi, how's your wife? How's your kids? How's your tree? How's your, how's your teeth? How's your donkey? How's the millet you're growing? How's your farm? How's your house? And to everything you have to say, it's great. It's awesome. It's good. Every, thanks be to God, like Allah, Sarki, like everything is so awesome. And I was like, okay. And they're like, you can never say it's bad, ever, ever, ever. You just have to say, thanks be to God, everything is great. And I was like, okay. And the language was actually really fun. It was like things like the equivalent of what's shaken would be like, agashika. And the answer was, yawa. So you guys try it. Agashika. <laughs> See? And then you say, yawa. See, it's kind of fun. I was like, I got this. I got this. How hard can it be? Like, go to a small village in the middle of West Africa. They've never seen a white person before. I was like, I got it. Okay. So fast forward, I get dropped off in my village. And uh, there I am. And not only have they never seen a white person, but they kind of don't know if I'm a man or a woman because I wear pants. And I'm 22 years old. So as a woman, like, I should have a husband and 10 kids by now, but I don't have either of those. And they're like, okay, and you don't speak our language, and we have no idea what the village America is, and uh, you don't know how to carry water, and you can't pound millet, and you're sent here to save us, you know, and I was like, I got shaka. <laughs> and uh, so for six months, I went around the village, and I did my little greetings, and I'd go to the water at the well, and I'd pull water with the women, and I'd carry water on my head and spill it all over myself, and I'd pound millet with them, and I was an idiot, and and, uh, but I did my little greetings like, oh, how's your donkey, and how's your tree, and how's your kids? And they'd be like, I'm fine, I'm great. And I'd do my little greetings back, and I was like, I'm good, thanks be to God, like everything's great. And there was, uh, there was a group of young men in the village that were about 20-something, and I'm no dummy, like I picked them out right away, like these guys, these guys are trouble. 
Because they would try to get me to say things like, they were like, oh, we're going to teach you the language. And they'd be like, why don't you go over to the chief and tell him you love work in the night? And I was like, yeah, I don't know what this is, but I'm not going to go tell the chief whatever that word is that you just told me. So I was like, I got these guys. I got these guys in check. Like, I'm no dummy. Like, I got this. But... Six months go by, and I'm starting to get a little more language, and I realize that, like, the women at the well are talking about me, and, and uh, the men in the village are talking about me, and how I don't know this language, and I don't have kids, and I don't have a husband, and what a weirdo I am, and I wear pants, and am I a man or a woman? I don't know. So I'm starting to understand a little bit more, and I'm like, you know, there's this one word when I'm doing the greetings that, like, only the young men have been asking me, and so I finally get the courage up to ask um, one of the women in the village, and I was like, you know... What's, what's inagoiwa mean? And they're like, yeah, um, that's uh, how's your elephantitis of the nuts? And I was like, <laughs> what? And they're like, yeah, you've been saying it's fine, it's great, it's perfect, it's awesome. And I was like, really? And I was like, oh, it's on, oh, it's on. So I rode my horse to other villages and I started to get enough language and I asked other villages, like, what's the worst thing you could tell people in, another, in, in this culture? Like, what's the worst? And they'd tell me things like, you are the breath of zero in Allah's eyes. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's good. But no, it's not really what I'm looking for, you know, but I'd tuck it away and I'd get, I was like, what's really the worst thing that you could say to somebody? I mean, the worst, worst, worst. And they'd tell me some things, so I started gathering these little nuggets and just waiting for my chance, right? I was going to wait for my moment to get these guys back. And soon, the moment came. So I'm in the village square, and I'm sitting with the Muslim leaders, the religious elders, the chief, the chief's brother, because I'm kind of an androgynous weirdo, right? I can hang out with the men. <laughs> Women can't hang out with the men. So I'm sitting with the men under the neem tree, drinking tea, because what else do you do when it's 130 degrees out? And in walks Barakia. Barakia is like the leader of these young men who's been messing with me the whole time. And all the elders start greeting him. Barakia, how are your two wives? How's your donkey? How are the goats? You know, how's your millet growing? And, and he's fine, everything, thanks be to God, you know. And I just kind of greet him a little bit and wait for the greetings to kind of die, die down a little bit. And I say, Barakia, Ina Warren Zamani, which roughly translates to Barakia. How goes the place of fucking little boys in the desert? <laughs> and and then I and then I kind of like gulp and Barkia, I've never seen a blacker man turn beet red. And and the village elders and the Muslims leaders and the chief jump up with two fists in the air and they say, Hadiza Bawadeh! Hadiza Bawadeh! Kinaji Hausa Kamadonkin Kano! And I say, what does that mean? And they say, you hear Hausa like a donkey from Kano, Nigeria, the birthplace of our language. So that's the highest compliment you could get in their village. So don't be surprised if you ever find yourself traveling to Niger, West Africa, and you go to a, a remote village called Bawade, and they may greet you in the traditional American way, which I taught them since they asked me American greetings, and they may come up to you very politely and shake your hand and say, a rock on with your bad self. <laughs> <laughs>